Super Bowl champions of Super Bowl 58 and Super Bowl 57. They call that a back-to-back. They call that a brace in soccer for a hat trick that is the third. They go for the three-peat next year in history. No team in history of the NFL has won three straight. Is that what Pete said tonight? This is the truth. Okay. Yeah. Not in the Super Bowl era anyway. I think yeah. like there were some NFC yeah. whatever. I, what, Pittsburgh won four in five years or four in six yeah, years? Yeah, they went two... Two and two. Yeah. They, they went back to back twice. Or two yeah. didn't go, then two and one. Yeah. It's crazy to think, man. History in the making. Just a special time to be alive and even more so to be a Chiefs fan. Josh and OP, go ahead and let the world hear your voice. What's going on, Dusty, man? Nice nice to, to have you on, as always, in the late night spot. Um, I just want to touch base on a couple of things, man. This team is really like a scrap heap bunch of team, right? Like Nick Allegretti filling in for Joe Tooney with a torn peck. Joe Tooney's an all-world guard, my friend, and he stepped in admirably. I mean, you lose Derek Nottie, who's probably your best run defender. Uh, Mike, Mike Pinnell comes in completely off the scrap heap, and he's just in there. Like, he's in the in the backfield getting, getting penetration. Beautiful thing. McCall Hardman, game-winning touchdown. Scrap heap. Jets didn't want him. We got him for, like, a ham sandwich, bro. NBA people wanted to run him out of town with like the scarecrows and he had just such a great playoff like I, I can't even hate on him for that but like coming up clutch with, with his catch I mean like it, it goes on and on and the thing is that we're only going to get better because our defense is young and so they're just going to get better you just resign who you got to resign George Karlakis when he came out of the draft people were saying that oh he didn't have any band or this that and the other Nick Bolton we got him for like a ham sandwich from the Bills when we got um, I mean, from the Ravens when we got Orlando Brown, like Brad Beach is making some masterful moves. Mike Edwards, just to name a few, man. I'm just so excited about the next like five years with Pat. If, if, if there's ever a GOAT debate, just think about this. The man, if he would have played his first year, where would we be at? The, his worst case scenario has been the AFC championship in overtime. I rest my case, Dust. Have a good one, man. I'll see you on the links late. Take care, Josh. Anytime on the links, man. I need to do more of that. That's my goal is to play more golf with more listeners. I'm going to do that. We're going to add some production to this show while we have some downtime. We're going to get our Bryson, our 13-year-old fan. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring him into the studio. And I think we're going to start ladies' night at 8 o'clock. Let's or go. On, I think it's 7 o'clock on Thursday. 7 o'clock on Thursday. I got to get the okay from the boss. Yeah. Yeah. I sent him an idea. He shut it down. That's the business, right? You have some things that work, some things that don't. But he, uh, I think he's going to be okay with this. I think so. Just bring in a you know, female perspective. Right. Don't roll your eyes. I see both of you. This is wrong. Um, they can't see us. They're going to know. They're not going to know. They're going to know. How would they know? They're going to know. Um, speaking of knowing and not knowing, there's such a huge advantage to having Andy Reid's head coach, more so than just like, hearing him tell you how they, you know, drew up the play and all that sort of thing. And it's just the the nonsense of him retiring was whatever. And then immediately when the Super Bowl starts, it's like Andy Reid could be getting an extension after the Super Bowl in the next couple of days. Well, yeah. Uh, he's got a well-oiled machine that's not going anywhere anytime. And you saw the difference in that, right? Like you saw the second half, Kyle Shanahan crumbled, man. And that's... That's not me taking a shot at Kyle Shanahan. I did that on on Saturday, and people didn't like it. 
Um, I said he looks like a guy who dresses like Rob Deerdeck. Mm-hmm. He's 44 years old, man. You got to get rid of the flat bill. Right. And then Pete Sweeney's like, you going to tell that to beat up? And I was like, no, probably not. Nope. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a professional, right? And he didn't, he wasn't coaching professionally last night to, to get the ball in overtime is, is a mistake because you don't want to give Patrick Mahomes time to see what he needs to do. Right. Don't like put him on the spot. You want, you don't want to be the one who's setting, you want to make them set the tone. And if they come out and exactly what happened happens the reverse way, right. You're in a much better spot. You've got four downs to play with. You've got all. I mean, it just the whole overtime was mismanaged by them. And the fact that the Niners players are saying that they didn't know. Sad. It. I mean, it's inexcusable, man. I mean, the only thing I, I, I just saw Justin Reed talking yeah. about it, and they were saying they spent about two weeks on this in training mm-hmm. camp. Like, this is it's basic stuff, man. Like, you make it yeah. to the playoffs. Hey, new rule change. We're gonna go over it. We're gonna go mm-hmm. do some strategy with it. Doesn't have to be much. You could have sent an email out to the team. Right. And they at least would have known. I will say the thing that's the difference is that what you just brought up. Like Drew Drinkwell said that during the Super Bowl meetings, they had like a two-hour meeting where that was like the conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's say if we go to overtime, here's where we stand. If we get to this situation, here's what we do. Here's what we do from the coin toss. Here's what we do from the start. If we get the ball, if we don't get the ball, if it's indoors, outdoors, this week it was in, this year it was indoors, so the direction didn't really matter. The only thing that I was confused with, which I don't know why I was, was that when they were running the ball or running the clock down, I was screaming. Oh, yeah. I was like, nobody t- knew. I was, I was doing, yeah, James, I was doing, right. I was, I was hitting they're the sitting there. Was they're like, sitting like, on like two timeouts. I was like, timeout, 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 timeout. And then I'm thinking to myself, my buddy goes, they don't need to call a timeout. I'm like, oh, yeah, they get a chance right. no matter what. Even if clock runs out, they would just restart it. And then if they didn't score or didn't get a field goal, the game would have just been over. But if they were to score a touchdown game's over, they get a field goal, then the clock just keeps going. Right. Which makes me think, thank you, Buffalo. Right? Right. Another thing Buffalo did for the Kansas City Chiefs to win a Super Bowl. Gave Kansas City another ring. They gave Kansas City Patrick Mahomes in a Mm trade-up. Then the Chiefs lose to Brady in the playoffs, and the NFL says to get effed when they asked him about, like, different rules and overtime like yeah we'll think about it actually nah you're fine and then kansas city beats buffalo with 13 seconds left in regulation and then they get the ball in overtime score when josh Allen never gets the ball never touches it what does buffalo do they go to the league and they complain about overtime rules and they want the league do the league changed the rules and then what happened we got an overtime game i think there's only been two Right, the Atlanta and New England one with Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Hello, Kyle Shanahan was in that game. He was the offense coordinator. Scored twenty eight points in the first half. Never scored again. Um, and then in this game, all the players are saying exactly what I Spice said that they just learned the rules because it was on the jumbotron. Right, and it's like you look at all that sort of thing and you bring all that kind of stuff up and and, and you bring up this all of everything and it's like. To not know that and to not have that and to know that Andy Reid was just sitting on that Tom and Jerry corndog play, knowing the exact moment for it, and then the game ends the way it does, it's just interesting. Well, and it's just, you know, that's the difference in the preparation Mm -hmm. between a dynasty like the Chiefs and some of these other teams is, like, they have such high sights and goals for themselves that they know, hey, we're we're probably going to be playing in another Super Bowl. Right. This is what we have to do. We have to go over these things, and they, they're they meticulous about it, and that's why you see them 
in these crunch time situations seem yeah. to make the right call when other teams make the wrong call because they're used to it. They're expecting to be there. And it's not like the Niners don't expect to be there, mm-hmm. but like that's Andy Reid. I mean, that's what's right. made him one of the greatest coaches ever. And you can debate about the overtime rules and all of that. Like on the text line, they're saying, why do they even have a clock? I'm not opposed to that. Like, yeah, I think that, I yeah. think that like you should play to the end of the quarter. And if it's still tied, you keep playing, but that's the rules. And let's be real too. I mean, they, they scored before the clock ran out anyway. It didn't go to a second overtime, right. so it doesn't matter, but you know, it's just, it, it, it's interesting to see the differences between the chiefs and Andy Reid and how mm-hmm. he runs everything over there versus other teams. And you look at it and you're like, man, it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to just remember to talk about the new overtime rule with your team. But I guess everybody doesn't have as good as we do in Kansas city. No, they don't have a head coach waking up every single morning at four o'clock in the morning and go right? to his office. And you think that man wants to retire? No, stop it. No. Yeah. Why would you? All he does is coach football. He loves it. Yeah. He's going to do it forever. You know, last segment, we were talking about how great the players were mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones and how we're just a tier above the rest. But I don't think we give enough credit to these coaches. Right. Because the coaches that we have, they're all qualified to be head coaches. Mm-hmm. Steve Spagnolo, he's qualified to be he's a head coach. He's been a coach. head coach. Uh, Matt Nagy, he just been a came head coach. back from the Bears. They're mm-hmm. all qualified. So I think that's a big part of this winning culture that we have here in Kansas City. It's not just the players. It's we have a, a, a amazing, an amazing coaching staff. And, I mean, about. like even a guy that you didn't mention there, Dave Tope. Yeah. He's one of the best. He's the assistant head coach and one of the best exactly. special teams coaches in the league. He's gotten interviews before, you know. Like, you've got – it's a really good point, James. Like, you've got not only, like, the best quarterback, the best tight end, you've got the best uh-huh. head coach, you've got one of the best defensive coordinators, if not the best defensive coordinator. Like, you've got – so many people that are at the top of their profession all in the same place at the same time. And that's when, and it's not just this year. I mean, don't forget that Eric Bieniemy was, and he's coming coaching back that uh, candidate for years. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you just keep on stacking up that talent when it comes to coaches and players and yep. that's how you make a dynasty. Yeah. Text line says Dave Merritt, Dave Tobe, Joe Cullen, all those guys. Right. This goes on. No doubt. And it all starts with the guy at the top, big red, Andy Reid. And you know what goes after that? Brett Veach. Let's have a little let's have a little Veach ceremony on the other side of the break. This James, Nick, I'm Dusty. This is after hours of six ten sports radio. Back here on After Hours, six ten sports radio. About forty minutes left. 913-586-7610. It's your show tonight, not ours. That's what we used to quote it. Yep. This is your show, not ours. Um, Red Reaction Show. That's right. With Dusty Likens and Nick Price. And Nick Price. And now James. And now James. I want to get into a little bit of Brett Beach, but like I said, this is your all show. You feel free to chime in and give all your words out there. Um, This is my last show for uh, a week. I'm going to get out of here. Get. Neil and Lone Jack, go ahead. Let the people hear your voice. Hey, guys. I don't, honestly, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, organized thoughts tonight, but just what an amazing, an amazing win. I was going crazy last night on the post game, and what you might not have uh, understood was um, I truly believe 
100%. I wore Derek, Derek Thomas's jersey yesterday, and it's been a while since I've worn it. I've been wearing Patrick a lot, and occasionally I'll put Jamal on. But I wore Derek yesterday because I truly believe that the reason we we're going to win this game was going to be mostly on our defense. And they did deliver. They weren't quite as dominant as I thought they might be. Like, I really thought they were going to keep them from scoring anything at all in the uh, overtime. And when they got close, it had me slightly nervous. But I still just kept saying, I'm wearing this jersey for a reason. I'm wearing this jersey for a reason. I believe Derek Thomas's spirit was just there the entire time looking down on this defense and blessing it all year and especially last night. An incredible victory to get this dynasty completely solidified is is just a dream come true really because i do we all do was a dynasty and now the fact that nobody in the national narrative can deny it even for a second i was watching some of the first take and everything this morning Stephen a and they were all unanimous even jeff saturday who usually hates us could couldn't even deny for a second that we are a true dynasty and it's just such amazing to have Patrick doing what he does and Travis and everybody, of course, and the entire team. I was so happy specifically for guys like Tranquil and Benahue. I wish Benahue was, was able to play. Uh, Pinnell, even though he already has one Super Bowl with us, but to see guys like Tranquil and Benahue get these titles just makes it all the more sweeter for us because you know that even if those guys aren't back, there's going to be a whole new crop of free agents every year that are just dying to come play with this team. And I'm thankful for that. And Patrick is truly walking up the leaderboard as we speak. He's, he's done things that's never happened before, and he's only truly second or third to, to Joe Montana and Tom, and I just can't wait to see the – maturation of this incredible era of football play out. I don't know if I'm going to the parade yet. I, I got to find out if I can get the day off of work, but you know, I thought, let me ask you this, uh, Dusty, and then I'll let you go. Cause I was going to say this last night with the bank and I forgot. Have you been to Nevada? Like Vegas or Nevada, Missouri, Missouri. Uh, yeah. I used to drive there to go to my lake house all the time. Cool, man. Well, I drove, through, I drove, I drove through there. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I was hoping to get there a little bit earlier and get to the winery. Have you ever been to the winery? Nope, never been to the winery in Nevada. Never stopped in Nevada, just drove through it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I was hoping to hit the winery, but I couldn't. That was a bummer. But I will say that the, uh, the China One Chinese place was pretty darn good. I'll, I'll give go. them credit for that. There you go. Well, and on that note, fellas, I bid you a fair adieu. Great evening, great show. God bless the entire Chiefs kingdom and this team. Thanks for the phone call, Nick. Or, sorry, not Nick. You're Nick. That's Neil. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Neil. Happy Lundin. to help. Brian and KC, go ahead. Let the people hear your voice. Hey, I just wanted to uh, say I think the most underrated person in the Chiefs organization is probably Clark Hunt. Uh. And from the, from the time he took over this team, the status quo was no longer acceptable. So I think it all starts with him, and I appreciate him the most. Nice. Well, we appreciate you listening and calling in. Thanks. I mean, seriously, though. We even got a dog on the phone call. Right. Yeah. And he wanted to say from a dog's head. A good you, little boy. You man. know, the Russians, they have a saying. It goes, the snake goes bad from the head down, mm-hmm. meaning that everything good that does happen starts from the head okay. of the snake. Okay. Yeah. There no, I mean, and here's the thing about Clark Hunt that's just amazing is, like, not only is he just 
comprised a group of just extraordinary people when it comes mm-hmm. to what they do for football and for the community and everything. But like, he is a great owner because he stays out of it. Mm-hmm. He lets the guys have their shine. He's not doing Jerry Jones things and going on radio shows and mm-hmm. talking a bunch of trash about his team. Right. He's not doing the opposite and, you know, fire giving bulletin board material to anybody else. He just kind of sits back and yep. he lets his pros do their thing. The best thing Clark Hunt ever did was not let Andy Reid leave. Right. And we heard that conversation that you heard in Vegas uh, from Cody and Goal where Andy Reid or when Clark Hunt joined those two and he kind of gave the story that we kind of knew. If you didn't know it, you can hear it then. But it was sitting down, Andy Reid, within 90 minutes, canceled his flight, canceled his meeting with the Arizona Cardinals and then became the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. And then, of course, we know he had Dorsey as his general manager Mm -hmm. and Brett Veach was lower on that list. You had, uh, what is it, Chris Ballard who's in Indianapolis now. You had... um, there was another one there that I'm not thinking of. I can't remember his name. Or I guess it was Dorsey Ballard, and then Veach was on that list. Ballard goes to Indianapolis. Dorsey can't handle a, uh, you know, doesn't know how to do contracts and know how money's management, so he's out. And then Brett Veach takes over, and James Palmer of NFL Network talked to Brett Veach last night, and this is the interview. Uh, he says something that's so awesome at the end. It's just he, everybody now knows it. Once we got, got to the playoffs, we locked in. I, I think we saw it in that Miami game. You know, we were ready to go, and then Buffalo, half ball morning. Here at you know Super Bowl versus Niners, um, we played our best football when it matters most, man, and that's what champions do. Last one is you are a big reason why Patrick Mahomes is a Kansas City Chief. You've told me multiple times he's the best player you've ever seen when you were evaluating him. Now that he's won back-to-back Super Bowls here, what's your evaluation of Patrick Mahomes? No different. I mean, you know, I, I kind of thought if you just held him to a field goal, Pat will find a way, and I am not surprised at all. In fact, there was an air of confidence, you know, in our in our stands, we were sitting, you know, once they kicked the field goal, we kind of all said, we're going to win this thing. We're going to win this thing because that's how good Pat is and that's how much faith and trust we have in him. So, um, you know, he's the best. And, um, you know, when you're playing the Chiefs, you got to score touchdowns, man. You can't yeah. put the ball in 15-10. Do it. It's game over. Exactly right there. You got to score touchdowns against Patrick Mahomes because if you don't and you give Patrick Mahomes a chance to win, he's going to win. And you had to think at that very moment, when they got the ball and they went down the field and they ran the corn dog play, mm-hmm. uh, the Tom and Jerry, whatever you want to call it, you had to know that like once they got a field goal, and then Patrick Mahomes is going to get an extra down every time. But you look at Brett Veach, you look at Andy Reid, you think about Clark Hunt, you start like you said at the top of the snake, you go, to, it's the strongest at the head, right? Mm-hmm. And which can kind of put my mind in two different places. I'm going to keep it not naughty. I'm going right. to stay clean on my right. last show for a week. Yeah. I don't want to get, I don't want to get too. And naughty. make sure that you're not out for more than a week. Yeah, yeah, you know, Dusty's not back because he's thinking sexually things. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, and uh, gonna... okay, and uh, <laughs> the thing about it is like Clark Hunt has the worst season for a franchise maybe in Chiefs history. Right, mm-hmm. goes two and twelve, yeah, or whatever, two and fourteen, and all the things that surrounded that right. year. You know, just a not a great year, not a good time. It and was he dark. knew at that very moment, I've got to fix this. And Philadelphia gave Kansas City a present and said, "Hey, Andy Reid, it's been nice." It's been a good run, but we're going to part ways and we're going to go a different way. And Philadelphia, got a, they got a Super Bowl, right? They got one. Right. And now they have their own issues again at head coach ever since Nick Sirianni. You See know. ya. Yeah, how do you like that now? And you think about Andy Reid being the head coach here and what it all brings, right? And it all started with Clark Hunt, and it started with bringing Andy Reid in. And the first thing he did was take something that was old and try to fix it as best he could at the time, bringing in Alex Smith, 
setting the tone, taking everything out. I used to always uh, compare it to like a garden. You know, he he completely just got rid of all the access stuff that was there that didn't grow that someone left behind. He's like, you know what? This actually guy has potential. Let me put my hands and get it involved and get it growing. And, you know, sometimes when you bring things over, it doesn't work. Bob Sutton, they get him out. They bring in Tyron Matthew with Brett Veach as the GM. They get him in the office and Andy Reid and him find out who Patrick Mahomes is. So you get Clark Hunt, who brings in Andy Reid, who brings in Brett Veach, who brings in Patrick Mahomes, who changes Travis Kelsey's attitude and his, I guess, his his uh, to yeah, go out well, there and play kind of made him grow up, you know, and it, everything it, that came with that. And now you're staring down three Super Bowls in six years. You've been to four. Patrick Mahomes is now three and one in Super Bowls. He has three rings. He's 28 years old, and none of it is going anywhere. Right. And the thing about this too is like you're going to get a lot of players coming to Kansas City because they not only want to play with Patrick Mahomes or they want to play with Travis Kelsey, they want to play for Andy Reid, and they want to play for. Mm-hmm. Brett Veach and the guys that he's put together and an owner like Clark Hunt, like you've got every desirable leader in that building that other people want to follow. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes something like this sustainable. I mean, Mahomes is the, like that was the only time that a team with their quarterback had the highest cap hit mm-hmm. was won a Super Bowl. Right. Mm. It's sustainable. It's not stopping. Somebody says from the text on the 913, Dusty, let's take a trip to Detroit for the draft. And then they followed up with, do you need me to bring the Lombardi trophy by the station? I don't know who that is, but uh, bring yeah, it up. whatever you want to do, man, yeah. uh, as long as it's the Lombardi trophy and nothing else. Because last year, Batman said he was going to reveal himself to us. And that didn't happen. No, uh, luckily. And then, and then this year he said he's going to give us a hug. Yes, so, which is. There we go. Yeah. We're, 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 we're maturing. We're working, yeah. we're, we're working towards the right kind of thing here. There you go. Yeah. And also Andy Reed coming in. Um, you know what I mean? That brings in Steve Spagnuolo, right? Right. You get rid of Bob Sutton, you bring in somebody else. And ever since that has changed, you have almost like a dream team of a coaching staff. And Oh, by the way, Eric Bieniemy might be coming back. Right. So now you're going to have basically Nagy, Bieniemy, Spags, all the other guys below them. And this team's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Coming up on the other side, they said a lot of key things last night, right? We'll play the highlights. We'll get you back onto the side of what the Chiefs were and what they're going forward towards, which is a three-peat. Never been done in football. Wouldn't that be something to look forward to? And I can't imagine that it's going to go by any slower because it's not. Because the next thing you know, I'm going to blink and we're going to be in St. Joe again, uh, avoiding tornadoes and storms and all that sort of thing. So you're listening to After Hours. That's James, Nick, I'm Dusty. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk about what needs to happen for a three-peat and all the players involved or who may not be involved when we get to that situation, this is 610 Sports Radio. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class. Because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion. 6,000 days? That's just crazy. Yeah. You know that. That's crazy. That's hard to, like, wrap your mind around how long it's been. Yeah. I still can't get over this one. So great. 
어쩌면 우리는 역사상 최고의 선수와 NFL 역사상 최고의 팀을 목격했는지도 모르겠습니다. 캔자스티 칩스 5년 동안 세 번째 우승 2년 연속 슈퍼볼 패트릭 마홈스 전설의 반열에 올랐습니다. 패트릭 마홈스 Korean <웃음> so national. Good, oh, so good. So great. Um, this game in general It felt weird because, right, like some certain things had gone your way, right? Christian McCaffrey fumbles on their first drive where they seemingly kind of just kept going, kept going, kept going, and they didn't take advantage of it, right? They got zero points off that. And right. then Isaiah Pacheco fumbles. Right. And I kept telling myself when I watched this game, and we kind of give the roses to Spags here with the defense, San Francisco wasn't scoring either. And that was like the positive side of this whole thing, and that was what was so great about this team this year is that their offense could falter. Their defense had their back. And this was the biggest game and the most important time ever to have your back was in this situation. And you kept looking down the score being like, okay, it's only three, nothing. It's only three, nothing. Okay. It's seven to, you know, seven to three. Okay. It's, you know, whatever. And you, you look at what this game was and it was another example of your defense keeping you in it. And then when Mahomes had to turn it on, Mahomes turned it on. And in the fourth quarter in overtime, Mahomes was, again, that greatest player on the planet. And I think that this game in particular and this season and how it all panned out really shows you, like, this is the more sustainable way to go about it of have that rock-solid defense that you know is always going to keep you in games, keep you hanging around no matter what, and let – Sorry, let, dude. Sorry. Let, let Patrick Mahomes do his thing at the end of games when he's mm-hmm. down by a score or, you know, mm. I mean like his record being down 10 points in the playoffs, he's five and one Yeah, and everybody else combined in like the last five years mm-hmm. has six wins and like 50 something losses. Like mm. it's ridiculous. But the key is, is like, don't let it get worse than 10 points. Mm. And this defense if they're able to keep these guys around is set up for success in that way, because you can draft some skill position players. Now they're not going to be Tyree kill. You know, Travis Kelsey's going to hang it up someday. Right. I don't think that day is today. No, I think it's after next year. If they want another one, for I, sure. I, I, you got to go for the three Pete. Uh, and I think <clears> that like, you know, there's a lot of question marks going into this team is like, there's a lot of free agents. Obviously you have the two big ones of, Jones and Sneed, right? Uh-huh. But then you've also got Mike Dana, Willie Gay, Donovan Smith, Clyde, Jarek McKinnon, Drew Tranquil, Mike Edwards, Derek Nottie, Turk Wharton, Tommy Townsend, McCole Hardman, Richie James, Blaine Gabbard, Nick Allegretti, Blake Bell, Deion Bush, James Winchester. Uh, it's a lot of list. guys. Long it's a list. long list. And I, I think that, you know, there's obviously two or three names on there that you really, really want to keep around. Right. And the other guys can kind of be – you can fill that role with some draft picks and some supplemental guys. And sure. you're going to bring some, some of these guys back on some cheap deals. But when it comes to like sustaining this success, I mean, uh-huh. it's keep solidifying that defense, keep getting younger, keep drafting that defense. But if there's a way that they can bring Chris Jones, Legereus Sneed, and Drew Tranquil back for this defense or right. Willie Gay, that's, that's the answer. Yep, and one thing we do know is Brett Veach is is very strict on uh, yes. on how it goes. Uh, but uh, it is what it is, man. Just enjoy the ride, go to the parade, soak it all up, watch it with your kids, have fun. You know, they don't have to always understand what's going on. Even if they're like a little younger, you got you know a little lady, little man next to you. You want to be like, hey, this is you know, it's fun. It's a, it's attractive to watch. Um, you don't know how long 
uh, this will last or if, you know, who you'll be with when it does happen. And somebody from the text line, before the playoffs, I thought the toughest path possible was Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, San Francisco. Done. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And then a Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! Somebody says, Dusty, we need to pay Chris Jones. He's all elite. Uh, He's good. He's good, but I don't think they want to go through that process that they went through last year that was so annoying. I think it's it's going to be something where, like, it's either going to happen really quickly or it's not mm-hmm. going to happen, and that's right. okay. Or they tag him and we do it all over again, and we yeah. do an incentive-heavy contract. Yeah. Uh, from the two, what is that, the two, two, five, three. I don't recognize the area code, but mm. says, my dad passed away about eight years ago, and yesterday was his birthday. My brothers and I concluded that he and DT were partying in the kingdom in the sky. No doubt about it. No doubt. No doubt. We'll finish this topic off, and we will go to Phil and Shawnee. Phil, like others, let the people hear your voice. Hey, what's going on, guys? You, brother. Well, I'll tell you, there used to be a rule back in the early 80s that uh, you don't let George Brett beat you. That's what Sparky Anderson used to say, because every time Brett got to the plate in a tie game or a game where they were down with a guy on base, Brett would hit a home run and Sparky would throw his hat. I think most uh, coaches in the NFL have got to realize that Patrick Mahomes is George George Brett now. You just can't let him beat you. You have to get ahead by seven or eight points late in the game or he's going to beat you. And I think – uh, who's the coach for the Niners? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan should have learned that lesson. And when he was down inside the 10-yard line in the overtime, he should have been throwing the ball instead of running the ball because you're not going to score a touchdown running the ball inside the 10-yard line. Mm. You're just not. Mm. And uh, they did get one pass off, but that's when uh, they forgot to block Chris Jones and he blew up the play, but that was on third down. On second down, they ran the ball and got nothing. And they had to get seven there. I mean, if if uh, 49er fans are gritting their teeth, they're gritting their teeth over not being up seven late. No doubt about it. Thanks for the phone call, Phil. We appreciate the time. Coming up on the other side, we wrap this show up in what was such a beautiful thing that you probably saw when you woke up this morning via social media, but we'll remind you again of what it was. It's awesome. When your foes have to give you your rose. I'm Dusty Likens. That's James. It's Nick. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. It's funny how the universe will speak to you. I'm just like scrolling Instagram through the break. And the first thing that comes up just says, okay, I'll admit it. I'm dramatic. (laughs) It's like they know me too well. Me? Dramatic? No. No way. They've been listening to you. Apparently. Apparently. After hours on 610 Sports Radio on a victory Monday, Super Bowl victory, Super Bowl 58 and 57 champions. And what was the one they won in San Francisco? Super Bowl 52? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. 54. 54, 57, 58. Mm. Not too shabby. Not I at think all. that game last night, too. I mean, obviously, you know, there's mm-hmm. the added emotion and everything for like watching your hometown team. Mm-hmm. But I think that was the best game like football game I've ever watched outside of uh what was that one though was it the Chargers and the Raiders that they could have tied and both made the playoffs yeah that that was a great game too that was a great game but I mean Mm -hmm. like the gravity of the moment the Super Bowl going to overtime like back and forth and James and I were talking before this about like it wasn't just a shootout it wasn't just offense it was 
great offense, great defense, great special teams play. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was the full package of what the NFL has to offer, and it was the best it's ever been last night. I mean, shootouts are always fun. Like, they're always super mm. exciting to watch. But when you get two teams together like that, like the problem I have with shootouts mm -hmm. is that there's no defense. Right. You're not, are you a really that great of a team if you don't have any defense? But both of these teams that we saw last night, they had both good defenses, mm -hmm. good offenses, respectable special teams. I mean, just well-rounded teams. And we've seen the best of the best go at it. It was like a, a an all-Madden mm -hmm. game or an old-school Pro Bowl game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, where they didn't score back in the day. I thought it was interesting that it was always like, who's going to, because like each team messed up, right? Like Mahomes throws that interception, eh, probably not a good decision, but he threw an interception. Isaiah Pacheco fumbled, Christian McCaffrey fumbled, and then their special teams player, that ball hit him on the foot. I mean, that game was a, a nail biter. I doubt anybody has nails left. If you painted your nails, you probably need to repaint them today. Um, you probably don't have a lot of, you're probably tired. You're probably a little sluggish today because you were emotionally drained. Maybe you were, you know, uh, the, the booze took a little bit out of you as well. Uh, you all right? Yeah, took a little bit out of you. There you go. Yeah. It's like 9 p.m. almost, and I finally feel like a normal person. Ah, dude, it's crazy. I mean, I'm you're normal again, though? Yeah, I'm normal again. Yeah, there are your microphones on. See, now. so, like, yeah. I'm not even quite normal again because I forgot <laughs> to turn on my mic. But, you know, uh, it's, it's been a day. It's been a day, see, brother. I was going to see if you, if you recognize that. But I, um, thank you to James for being like, hey, your mic's not on. That's yeah, so great. Uh, I was just going to let you keep doing it. I'm just a I was going to do the rest of the show <laughs> just uh, being picked up on your mic that's, like, six uh, feet away from me. So. so funny. I was just going to let you keep going. I'm well, like, it, that's a, you know, yeah, that's how it is. That's how it was today. How do you like uh, you like Mitch Holtis a lot? He's you know pretty damn good. How about Kevin Harlan? First and go at the three, lining up in the clock at ten seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes, four man front, receiver motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught touchdown. It's caught. Hardman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won. The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back -back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25, 22 in overtime. And for those of you that bet the under in that game, you are so excited. They didn't mm -hmm. have to kick that field goal mm -hmm. as the over under that game was 47 and a half. At least the last time I saw it and the final score is 47. 47. So hey. just, just right there. Hey, you got that, there. you got that blocked extra point earlier uh, in the game too, or else you would have been done. But counting your lucky man, stars Kevin there. Harlan's got to be like the best big game voice out there. He just knows what I, he's doing. I, I love that guy. I love yeah. listening to that guy call games. Imagine that the chiefs went from Tony Gonzalez to Travis Kelsey and they went from Kevin Harlan to Mitch Holtis. Right. Like, they just they just always know where to find certain positions uh, of greatness. And one thing I thought was fun, as you wrap this up, and a lot of people kind of piggybacked on uh, a lot of what was going on towards the end. Some people had certain tweets about it. Cody Tapp had one as well. Um, so I'll give him a little bit of credit there. But how great was it that the Chiefs, for, you know, all those years in the 90s and early or late 80s with John Elway, mid-80s, late-80s, 90s, John Elway and the and the Broncos and all the all the 
times they beat you up, and then Peyton Manning came in and they beat you up, and now all of a sudden the Chiefs, it's not even close. They've got their own island, mm-hmm. right? They're on their own island. It's not a mountain. It's not a hotel. It's it's an island, and no one else lives there except the Chiefs. And it was crazy last night that the Chiefs beat Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey. You take back time, and you go look, and Mike Shanahan, who was the coach, obviously, for the for the Broncos, beat his son, right? Mm-hmm. You got, now that he gets to see it. Ed McCaffrey, great receiver for the Broncos, beat his son, and he had to watch that after they beat you all those years. And then the glory of it all, the best thing about last night that made me almost cry was John Elway and his ugly ass bringing that Lombardi trophy and handing it to Patrick Mahomes, who now has more Super Bowls than John Elway ever will have, and he's 28. And John got his in the last two years of his career after trying for so many years to get it. And Elway had to just have a smile on his face, hating every minute of his life to be like, here you go, Patrick. Here's your third Super Bowl trophy. All right, I'm going to go and cry now. Mm -hmm. That, to me, made the Super Bowl sink in. And then you throw in the fact that it's like Super Bowl 58. Clark had lost his mother. Uh, So the original uh, Hunt family no longer around. And Clark Hunt now, with this franchise, can sit back and just enjoy everything because of what he has. And to have John Elway hand him the trophy on the 58 of Derek Thomas and all that sort of stuff. It just kind of like at that moment, it you know, after you're celebrating and, and doing live videos and you're completely well over served on soda. And, uh, you know, then you see that happen with the ceremonies. You're like, son of a buck. Mm-hmm. Look at this. And it, it was just that, it's perfect. That, that to me was like. That was the rainbow at the end of the day. That was the 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 feet on the ottoman and the cigar in your hand. Because the other thing, remember when the Chiefs, remember when the Chiefs lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day and Max Crosby was smoking cigars in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Guess who was smoking cigars last night in Vegas in that team's locker room, the Kansas City Chiefs. And guess what they got to do? Win a Super Bowl. Whereas the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders, got to win their Super Bowl on Christmas in another stadium. The Chiefs got to win their actual Super Bowl in their stadium, smoke cigars in their stadium, and spray champagne all over the damn walls. You can't wait until the Raiders show back up to that stadium, and it just uh, smells like stale beer and cigar smoke and champagne splattered all over Max Crosby's locker. <clears throat> and then they're not going to get there. No. You know, They're not going to get there because Patrick Mahomes is going to run this division for the rest of his career, and there's nothing you can do about it. The last show is always bittersweet. I know. Right? This is the last one. Now we got to gear up for the offseason. You got a, a stadium location being announced tomorrow uh, for the Royals. Pitchers and catchers, man. That's tomorrow, right? Uh, tomorrow, I think, yeah. Cole Reagans and Sal mm. Perez going to be the ace of the staff this oh, year. Yeah. We go from Royals talk to, to Chiefs talk. Your your Jayhawks are, it's 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 not good at half. No, You're it's da- not. Down by nine. Down nine. Seen worse. Um from the 816, Dusty, you carried me through the season. Thanks to the blind man. Thank you for listening for this season. I appreciate it. I, uh, I owe it to all of you that listen to this show and, and continue to support this program. I appreciate both of you. I know this is, what, year one, James? This is your first Super Bowl run as the producer. So, I mean, I know it's hectic. I know it's wild doing the Chiefs Kingdom show and all the crazy things that go on behind the scenes there. You did a well, very well job for me, sir, and I appreciate it. I'm grateful for you for everything in that uh, regard as well. So. I appreciate you very much. Nick, you as well, man. Thanks man. for being my right-hand man. It's been so fun. It's been really fun to be on this side with you Yeah, this year, you know? Yeah. And uh, let's go for a three-peat. I would love that. No one else has done it in the NFL. Why not us? Football runs this town right now. I love this text from the 913. This one's from John. I used to always hate that. RIP to that man. I forget his name, but he when he, this one's for John. I used to puke. 
seeing Denver win Super Bowls, and now I don't have to worry about it anymore, ever. Uh, but yeah, this is my uh, this is my last show for the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time off. I'm gonna I'm gonna rest the the vocal cords. Go drink like a medicine ball from Starbucks mm-hmm. for the next three days. Uh, look myself in the mirror and and check it out one time. Be like, all right, what can we do to improve this, man? You got you got some things you can change, but that's always the the best part about the off season. So again, thanks everybody. Thanks for Pete coming in tonight. Thanks for all the phone calls, Neil, Dan, Batman, John. Uh, Brian, all those guys that joined the show. I don't know if I got all those names right, but I hope I did. I'll talk to you in a week. Again, James, thanks again, man. I know that job ain't easy, man. I've done it. I've been there. I know exactly how it is, and I appreciate everything that you've done for this uh, this season, for this show. So You bet, bud. I wouldn't wouldn't rather be any other place in the world than right here in this studio with y'all. That's right, Big Daddy. Best place to be on Monday nights, man. And as we do every single Monday night, Kansas City, Go do nice things for people. You never know. It could change their day, week, month, or year. It's cool to care. Be safe and be kind. Tomorrow, I'm sure the shows will still be the same for at least one more week. Maybe. We'll see if Pete Sweeney makes it. See if Dana makes it. Nate Taylor. Also, a big announcement tomorrow for your Kansas City Royals in their new stadium. I'll let the music play you out, and you enjoy this victory Monday. Kansas City, good night. I love you. Take care. We'll talk to you in a week.